0: An R&B Alize, Alize. Or something. Alize. It's Alize. It's, get it, Alize. Alrighty, guys. It's your boy, Alize Rashamel. And you guys are now tuned into another episode of Zay TV Presents, The Motherfucking Ratchet Hour. And I am back. And it feels good to be back. I missed you guys. It's only been a week. But, yes, I missed you guys so much. It's been so much going on. And we got a lot of things to talk about, including that versus battle between... Monica and Brandy, and I just want to talk about everything from the fashions to everything that was going on, and I just want to tell you motherfuckers that I told you so, okay? I told y'all so. That's all I want to say. But yes, y'all, it feels so good to be back, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna get into all the shit. So I want to start this show off today by just giving paying some respect in a moment of silence to Chaswick Bowen. Bowman, who is um, he played the Black Panther, and he played a lot of other movies, a lot of black other movies that he was in, and I just see his movie Twenty One Bridges last week, and I just want to say, rest in peace to him, and thank you for the great work that he's put out over the years. I also want to say, a lot of people are devastated right now, and a lot of people are sad right now because of what he represented to a lot of black kids and to a lot of black children, cause he was the first big black superhero, like in the movie wise and mainstream wise, and a part of that really makes me sad because one thing about me, if a lot of people don't know is that I'm really a big nerd inside, and I love like anime, I love superheroes, and I always love black superheroes, and one of my favorite superheroes, was the Black Panther, and that's before the movies, that was in the comic books when he used to appear in the Iron Man cartoons and stuff like that. I love Black Whip superheroes from Static Shock, from the Black Grand Lantern, Jon Stewart. So, I just want to give a shout out to Chazwick Boseman and rest in peace to him. Prayers up for his family and everything like that. And I just had to do that before we get into the mess and the buffoonery and all that drama shit that we love here that we love to talk about. and. Yeah, so princess family, and we're gonna move on, guys. So if you guys are new here, what I like to do is do a little weekend review and stuff like that about my life. And I've been good. My mental is good. My health is good now. I'm getting back on track. A lot of people don't know that I was in a hospital for um a week dealing with stuff like my health issues and how I eat and stuff like that. And I'm feeling way better, guys. I have lost nine pounds. My skin is looking amazing. I'm glowing. I have energy now. I'm around the streets, being ratchet, doing bullhead whole shit with my friends, and I basically feel back to normal. That's just what I wanted to touch on. Um, I will be talking about it more, you guys, on my YouTube channel when I start vlogging and shit like that, like everybody else is doing. Um, yeah, so my health just been getting better, and today I just realized that today is my 30th podcast, guys. Which is a very big accomplishment because I really, last year, September 18th, I remember the day, I, September 17th, I recorded September 18th, I put out the episode, and I always kept saying I want to do a podcast, people kept telling me I should do a podcast, and I'm just so excited that I really followed through with my dreams and actually started my podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to everybody that was a part of my podcast, from the artists, like, that's the problem. My friend Tony, better known as Raging Rose. I want to give a shout out to my friend Tiffany J. Artistry for coming through and hosting. Being my first guest host. I want to give a shout out to um, my baby Dawn for training me. Um, teaching me how to use the radio station and stuff like that. I want to give a shout out to Shanice for actually helping me and getting me involved with the radio station. I want to give a big shout out to... Alyssa my friend Alyssa for coming through And she hosted my ep- one of my episodes With me and we had a ball I also want to give a shout out to My biggest shout out To my biggest supporter David and I want to give another Big 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 shout out To my co-host Miss Taylor Cheeks for coming through and really sitting on and doing the show with me for unteamed episodes and just bringing her great energy and her great spirit. I want to give a big thank you to everybody that sits here and listen to my podcast weekly. The people who support me, people who don't even know me, support me, and I love you guys. Um, a lot of my supporters are from down south, and I just want to say thank you guys for just showing love, being there for me. And- actually making me feel like I could do this shit, so shout out to everybody that listens to my podcast, I love you all, I thank you all, and we only getting bigger and better from here, so 30 episodes we in, and I'm gonna be here another motherfucking 30, and a motherfucking, fuck another motherfucking 30, and another motherfucking 30 after that, until I'm at like 90, and then I'm gonna do 10 more, and then I'm gonna be at 100, and hopefully by then if the brand gets bigger, and bigger, and motherfucking bigger, because I got a few things in store for you guys i have a new show that i'm developing i have a new reality show that i'm developing and i just want to share the wealth with you guys okay um oh my god i forgot to thank ariel the who's a big part of my production and i also want to thank um sophia for hosting the show with me as well but now we're going to move on to get into some of the things that we talk about on the regular regular basis here at my podcast we're gonna get into our first segment, which is called The Weekend Music, guys. This weekend music, it wasn't like a lot of drops and a lot of stuff out, but one thing that was heavily dropped was Big Sean dropped a song featuring Nipsey Hussle, which in the song, like it's a cool song, I guess. Big Sean is very underrated, but I love Big Sean. Um He revealed that him and Janae Echo has suffered a miscarriage and that's sad news because they're one of my favorite couples one of the young couples that's always been together show love and a lot of fans were hinting that she was pregnant last year because she was laying low her sister said she was pregnant they talked about a gender reveal and it was around the same time it had to be around the same time that she actually went through a miscarriage so i think that she was pregnant and i just want to send our prayers to janae echo i love her i love big sean i love their relationship and I'm just so happy that Big Sean is about to put out new music because it's like people, a lot of people tend to forget about him and write him off. But when he puts out an album, it is an album. It is a dark fantasy. It is a body of work and he's really talented and very underrated. And I definitely think he's top 10 out of all the new rappers and he ain't number 10. So shout outs to Big Sean. Also, I want to talk about something that we talked about last week, which was Sweetie dropped her tapped in remix. And she was hinting to this secret feature who was going to be on it. It was somebody who sings and rap. It was supposed to be such a big surprise. And like I told you guys, it wasn't a big surprise. I was over here thinking maybe it would be Drake, Nicki Minaj. And no, it was Jack Harlow. Like, she was hyping up Jack Harlow like she was about to have Diana Ross rapping. Or Michael Jackson was going to come on the eye. Like, it wasn't nothing as spectacular. Like, I love Sweetie she's a beautiful girl and she's a beautiful girl and she just need to be a beautiful girl and model okay and we're gonna move on from that um if you guys were living under a rock guys you would have you probably unless you guys was living under a rock you guys wouldn't have noticed that the vmas was on this week and it was a lot of things going on i actually feel like it was a great show um It was like you know this quarantine type of show It was like very much green screen Um some of the performers Had like 10% of people in attendance Um they stayed 6 feet away From each other And stuff like that you know the little corona Stuff that we have to do now The um this was the first year That basically they had a black woman Hosting the show which was Kiki Palmer And I feel like Kiki Palmer did an amazing Job like she really channeled The comedians of the 90's and 2000's she had um multiple characters multiple skits she was very funny very genuine um what i liked about her she did do an open monologue giving um love and prayers to chadwick chadwick boseman and she also um talked about the black lives matter thing and she talked about how important it is for the youth to stand up and be a part of the um society and to vote and to protest and things like that. So shout out to Kiki Palmer for being aware of things going on and speaking about it on a big platform such as MTV and the VMAs. Um I love her for that and I love her for being being the first black woman and being a young black woman doing it. I love that she's young. Like oftentimes in media and in this industry they recycle the same people who are now older and it's just it gives hopes to people like me who want to be in those positions that maybe if I work as hard as Possible, I could be there. So shout out to Kiki Palmer. She performed her single "Snap" off of her new EP or album. I don't know which one it is, cause nowadays everybody wanna call it EP. Virgo Tendencies Part One, which is really good. So if you guys didn't listen to it, go listen to Kiki Palmer. I feel like people don't really give her music a chance, cause we're so used to her acting. But Kiki Palmer is the shit. Okay, she's a triple threat, and I love Kiki Palmer. So shout out to Kiki Palmer. Um some of the standout moments of this year was um chloe and Haley who performed at the pre-show and they did their song ungodly hour and when i tell you that was a motherfucking performance i definitely feel like they should have been a part of the um i definitely feel like chloe and Haley should have been a part of the main show because their performance was really good very very hot very current they had um the metallic outfits and i just want to say that i really fucking love chloe from chloe and Halley. because like she be going off with the choreo she be snapping her body is on fleek and she just give big cancer energy so shout out to chloe from chloe and Haley. shout out to chloe and Haley for stealing the show um then we also have doja cat who had the best performance of the main show i don't know what kind of futuristic shit she was feeling i don't know if she was in the future or if she was an alien, or if the corona possessed her body and changed her skin, or after a long night of hooking, she had got sliced up by the trade and set on fire, and she had crystallized. I just want to say shout-out to Doja Cat. Her performance was amazing. She did a good job at um, mixing her pop-sounding music with hip-hop. So, shout-out to the cat of the Doja. Um, She almost made made me forget about her little racist tiny chat moments, but we're going to move on um big winners of the night include best new artist which is doja cat i do definitely feel like she deserved it a lot of people were saying that rowdy rich deserved it um and i feel like they they're on the same like they're on the same basis they're both new artists both had great projects that they put out both of them um had a number one record this year um maybe two number one records i know Doja had two number one records this year rowdy rich probably had two number ones as well because his album is dope as fuck and i feel like it could have went either way but maybe because Doja was there and actually performed they gave her the award you know a lot of these times award shows is about like politics and stuff like that um best new hip-hop artist went to megan d stallion which i feel like is well deserved to me she's the best artist out right now and definitely best mc male or female not best but most popular like megan is the it girl right now she's the one um best r&b definitely goes to went to her shout outs to her um i like her she's a nice girl i was actually at a concert one time and i took a selfie and she jumped in the selfie so shout outs to her she's very talented very beautiful video of the year went to the weekend for blinding lights congratulations to the weekend i actually have never seen this music video before um i heard the song a couple of times because it's in a couple of commercials it's very commercial r&b but uh never really seen the video so but shout outs to the weekend um next we have the big winner of the night which was lady gaga for winning everything else she even got her own including her own award that was called the tricon award which is basically for being actor singing um Dancing fashion all that that was congratulations to her. She had won um, Best pop and she had won a couple of other awards So shout out to Lady Gaga who actually also performed. I did enjoy her performance as well She performed rain on me with Ariana Grande with a couple of her other hits um, from chromatica However, I do kind of wish that Beyonce was there to do a lot of the songs from black is king But hopefully she's saving that for the BT awards or something like that But yes, that was the BMAs um, I definitely would give it a 8 out of 10. And the only two points I'm missing is because I really feel like with award shows, the audience do mean a lot, but they did have a virtual audience, however. But it was an 8 out of 10, like an 8.5 out of 10. Kiki Palmer did the best she could do. She was actually amazing. I hope they have her again when um, everything go back to regular. So shout out to Kiki Palmer, aka True Jackson VP. Um... Next, we're going to move on to another segment of my show, which is called Love is in the Air, where we celebrate love and we celebrate happiness. I don't know if I did this last week, but I just want to give a um, shout-out to Sierra and Russell Wilson on their baby boy, win. And if you guys didn't see, check out her song, Rooted, that she dropped. I loved it. It's very pro-black. You know, we love pro-blackness here. Shout-out to the pro-black people. Shout-out to all the black people. Um, also, I'm going to give a shout-out to a and Ella Bands for welcoming Nate Prince. Um but let's get into the new stuff i don't know if i want to start off with the positive or the negative but i'm gonna start off with the positive because i'm in a happy mood i want to give a congratulations to niecy nash who tied the knot to a woman a lot of people were shocked she was a lesbian including me because she's been married previously twice both to men i never knew that she went this way but shout out to her a lot of fans are just in shock right now some people joking saying things um I have seen some rude comments but love is love y'all love is blind everybody deserves love everybody deserves to be happy and if she want to be with a woman shout out to Nisi Nash be with a woman love is fluid be you girl and I'm happy for you girl um but with a T tea coming is that a lot of people were saying that Nisi did know this lady this woman I forgot her name I just know she's a singer um and Nisi knew her in 2016. And um a lot of people were saying that she was on the set of claws also. But the real gaggerini of it all is that they were saying that um Missy actually had this woman sing at her wedding to her ex-husband. So a lot of people were saying that stuff been going on and all of this and all that. But I just want to say, even if it's a little mess in the buttermilk, a little dirt in the buttermilk, shout out to Missy Nash on her wedding and tying the knot. Um we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about marcus houston nasty ass has tied the knot with his 19 year old bride marcus houston is like 40 years old like that is like my mother dating someone my age and it's just very disgusting while younger than my age um basically a lot of people don't know that um marcus houston he i guess chris stokes is his cousin or whatever and chris Stokes used to manage chris brown he used to manage b2k and there's a lot of al- allegations out on Chris Stokes for touching little boys, but this girl that Marcus Houston married was a runaway, and um, basically she ran away, she went to Hollywood to become famous, she wanted Chris Stokes to manage her, and what had happened was Chris Stokes actually wound up adopting her legally, like becoming her guardian, her parent or whatever, and... It's just weird because aren't you guys like family? It's kind of weird. It's kind of creepy. It's very ancestral, even though they're not blood. But you know when you got a cousin that's raised like your cousin. That's your cousin y'all. And I just feel like that's very nasty. And I just want to say. It's always been something in that camp. That Marcus Houston camp. And that Chris Stokes camp. That's just been very weird to me. Very much nasty. Like you're a little nasty, and I just don't like it, and yes, I'm joking about it to keep from going off, but it's really nasty, and it's really a sad situation, and maybe the girl could wake up, she is however adult now, but that's still weird, that's still creepy for a 40 something year old to be marrying a 19 year old, something is just giving me pedophile vibes about it, but we're gonna move on, and it is what the fuck it is, um, we're gonna jump into my next segment, which is one of my favorite segments, if you guys are new to the show. It is called Beef in the Streets, not Beef in the Sheets, not Beef in the Streets, it's Beef in the Streets, with a Z. Um, we're gonna start off with one of the, the biggest beefs that you see going on right now is um, Hazel E versus Masika Kalisha. Um, If you guys don't know, the two have been beefing since Love & Hip Hop Hollywood, which neither one of them are on it anymore, which I don't know why, because they were the main stars of the show. They got into it because Hazel, um, Masika started dating Hazel E's ex Youngberg And they would attack um, Hazel E's looks and stuff like that So Masika then broke up with Youngberg And then got with Fetty Wap And Hazel E was just questioning the paternity of her daughter Said Masika was fat at the reunion And was just saying I'm surprised you don't look as magnificent But that's neither here or there um, The two recently t- Decided to sit down and do a show Which is called The Conversation on Zeus. And allegedly fists broke out. They started fighting. And Hazel's friend snatched Masika's wig. And they kind of jumped Masika. And this is all for the Zeus cameras. We all be seeing this on Sunday. It will be dropping. If you guys aren't subscribed to Zeus. Make sure you subscribe or bootleg it. You know how we do. Um, But I just feel like this beef has went on too long. Y'all know I love drama. I love mess. This has been going on too long. But if I'm going to give the W to somebody in this beef, I'm going to have to just go on and give it to, um, neither one. They both lost in this beef. They both doing bad right now and just doing anything for a check. And we're going to move on. Like, y'all too old. Y'all need to let it go. Next, we have Takashi 69 versus the Chicago rappers, including Little Reese and Little Dirk. And basically, um, or is it Reese300? Something like that. One of them Chicago-ass rappers. So takashi 69 was caught being around walking around chicago saying that he's the king of rap and he's about to drop his album and i guess lil reese ain't like that and he just said that takashi need to leave his city walking around with all these fbi agents how takashi is a snitch this that and the third like we all know takashi is a snitch but it ain't that serious y'all let it go y'all it is what it is at this point um so, Takashi then went to post a video of Little Reese or Reese 3000, whatever his name is, um, getting beat up on the floor by some guys and he had shitted on himself. And this didn't make them. The Chicago rappers just got mad. Little Dirt got involved. And when Takashi was in a um, mall, he had bumped into these guys and he had just walked out and they recorded it saying that he was scary. He not about what he talked about on the internet. Then. You had Takashi talk about he's dropping his album Tattletale. So he did some more promo in Chicago. And Little Dirk was like, Well, I'm dropping my album on the same day. Best of luck to you. Let's see who do better. And all this, all that. So now we have both of them dropping on the same day. Reports came out saying that Little Dirk won't be dropping. And Takashi was like. I thought you wanted all this smoke, little Dirk, but it's clear you don't want no smoke. Only thing we smoking is the Nusky pack. If you guys don't know who that is, that's one of little Dirk homies that died, and that's just something disrespectful that people like to say, like we smoking your dead homies, this, that, and the third. And if I'm gonna give the W to anybody in this beat, I'm gonna give it to uh, Takashi. <clears throat> After he posted that video, a little re shitting on himself, couldn't nobody fuck with Takashi. If you guys don't know, he is the king, motherfucking troll himself. And he just ain't playing with you, motherfucker. So shout out to Takashi 69 um, for winning that. I don't agree with him snitching, however, but it is what it is. It's already over. And I just feel like people need to leave him alone so he can leave us alone on the internet. Um, yeah, we're going to move on from that one. Uh, next, we have Mimi Leaks and Mariah Huck versus Bravo. So if you guys don't know, Bravo is the network that Real Housewives come on and um, Married to Medicine. So, Le- is reported that Nene Leakes has been not asked to come back, and so has Mariah Huck has been not asked to come back, allegedly. So, allegedly for Nene, and for sure for Mariah. So, they're saying that neither one of them are coming back, and that, um, basically, if you guys don't know, Mariah was the inventor of Married to Medicine. She just brought the show to Bravo. Bravo bought it from her. Nene is a season one of Real Housewives to Atlanta. She is the one who made it what it is today. Both are claiming that it's discrimination against black, um, discrimination against them, against black women. But NeNe is taking a little far saying that, um, it's a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. And that she matters, her life matters. And I just feel like NeNe is a narcissist and she needs to cut it the fuck out. I feel like in the case of NeNe versus Bravo... They're tired of her poor attitude. They're tired of her walking out of reunions. They're tired of her leaving reunions. They're tired of her breaking down. They're tired of her not wanting to film with people. NeNe has bit the hand that fed her too many times. And I feel like Bravo is just sick of her. I don't feel like it's a black issue. I feel like it's a NeNe issue. And her attitude just sucks. And it is what it is. Okay. Um, I don't feel like the show needs NeNe. It was a season NeNe wasn't on. And the show did very well. Um, The show however does need kenya and portia those are the girls who bring it the young girls um when it comes to mariah however i do feel like it was wrong for them to take her off the show as she is the creator (coughs) excuse me y'all. that karenisha trying to get me um mariah did create the show she did cast the ladies um and it's her show and she is a dynamic part of the show she brings the drama so i definitely feel like what they did to mariah was wrong and i definitely feel like she should be back on the show, and she should be compensated for her stress and stuff like that. Um So, shout-outs to Mariah. And I do hope that she fixes the issue, and that she does come back. She's actually my favorite from Married to Medicine. Um, and I'm gonna give the W in this beef to, to Bravo. They kind of won already. They got... They basically stole her show. But... If Bravo know was good for them, they would bring back Mariah because she is the drama. All the ladies don't like her. Nobody wanna watch a show where everybody get along. Although we want to see more happiness on reality TV, nobody gonna watch that shit. And that's just me being real. But let's move on, y'all, to the next topic that I want to talk about. So in this next beef, it's Little Kim versus Everyone. So Little Kim did an Instagram live video where she um with Fat Joe and he does his little joker thing which is his little interview series this that and the third so i'm gonna talk about some of the things that little kim talked about she talked about how she don't she don't feel like um people in the industry especially women in the industry don't pay a homage to her or homage however you say that she feels like people she also felt like she should have been a part of the WAP song and that she should have been on it she said that she feels like People shouldn't be criticizing um, WAP because it is what it is. People been rapping about shit. Rap about what you live. Um, and she also reignited the drama in the Biggie movie saying that Notori looks nothing like her. And that she wanted a girl from Brooklyn to play her. Now, what I have to say to all of that is. <sighs> let me go down the list. I'm so motherfucking sick of Little Kim saying that people have to pay her homage or respect. Like, you did your thing. And a lot of people do shout you out. A lot of people do credit you, Little Kim. But I feel like at this point in time, you need to grow up. Every time something come out, nobody don't have to pay you homage. Every time um, a new girl come out, they don't have to say they love you, even though they do. And you just want more. You want them to put you on records. And it's just like, nobody's going to take that chance with you, Little Kim. You ain't rapping like you used to. You don't look like you used to. So that is a big part of why people don't want you on records. Don't get me wrong. I I'm okay with Little Kim, but I just feel like she just be doing too fucking much. Like at the end of the day, when it comes to Little Kim wanting respect, do you see people giving Wayne his respect? Like they give it to him, but they don't always say it. Like if you don't know, a lot of these new rappers they want to be Little Wayne. A lot of these rappers don't give these singing rappers don't give Drake his um homage, but you don't see them begging for it. You don't see them asking for a hand me out. They go out and they still make records that pop. Um, When it comes to Little Kim, I also want to say a part of the reason why a lot of people don't want to work with you or don't throw you that bone is because you built your career on being sexual, which is nothing wrong with that and being beautiful and about sex. But there's going to come a time, which your time has came, where you're not the most beautiful person in the room. When you're not the most sexiest no more and you're getting older and it's new sexy girls. So it's just kind of you lost your value opposed to a girl like a Missy who or Lauren Hill who was really rapping about stuff and really doing the thing. So it's kind of like they're Thomas because they always they haven't been about sex or their body or their face. They've been about substance and their, their content have been about substance. So they have more staying power than a little Kim that's just sexualizing stuff like that. I definitely feel like that time is going to happen with any female rapper that is pure sexual. It's going to come a time where you're not the sexiest one out no more, or it's a new girl that's sexy. And I just feel like little Kim just needs to know her time is over. People don't have to throw her bone if she really feel hungry about it. She needs to come out with some fire stuff cuz that album 9 wasn't it. Minus Auto Blanco, that album was whack. It barely did numbers and I feel like little Kim needs to stop acting like people owe her. Like People don't have to bow down to you. And that's it. That's all. And then she went on in this interview comparing herself to Beyonce. You are not Beyonce. Beyonce has staying power. Beyonce is put in that work. You don't put in that work to be Beyonce Kim. You want people to hand shit to you. And I'm sorry that it's just not working out for you. And when it comes to her bringing back up this whole biggie movie shit and the Notori Norton stuff. Girl, Notori Norton did look like you. She's a beautiful brown skin girl with a nice body. She's a great actress, and I would rather the acting than the looks. She, she, um, what's the damn word? She favored Little Kim. She didn't look like Little Kim, but she favored Little Kim, and she, she became Little Kim. Like she was Little Kim, and you can't get mad at her not looking like you because you don't look like you, Kim. Like. You was a beautiful girl back then, and you was very beautiful, a beautiful chocolate girl. I don't know why you did what you did to yourself, but you was a beautiful chocolate girl. And Notori, I'm not, and is a beautiful chocolate girl. So I don't understand what's your problem and why you keep bringing this up. But you need to get over it, little Kim. And you are looking very bitter, as usual, Miss Homage, Little Homage. And you need to get over it, little Kim. Like you, you, you going out not like a great. You going out like a sucker, and I don't like it, cause I really actually—you tarnishing your legacy, and I don't like that. Like, you could have just been more supportive of the Biggie movie, gave us some pointers. Maybe you would have had your own movie after that. You never know. But you—you you just so sour about everything, Miss Homage, Little Homage. I don't got time for it, and I'm just gonna say I'm gonna give the W to. In the case of Little Kim versus everyone, I'm gonna give the W to everyone else. Um moving on from that. Um we also had um Joe Budden versus Spotify and Charlemagne the God. If you guys don't know, Joe Budden is leaving Spotify, his podcast is leaving Spotify because he's doing numbers, bringing in ads, doing everything he's supposed to do, meeting passing all his benchmarks and stuff like that. And Spotify isn't paying him They isn't paying him his worth He's not getting paid as much as his white counterpart And Joe Budden feel like he's not gonna stay And stuff like that So I guess where Charmaine the Goddess come in Is that she was like Basically um Oh how Joe is playing The wrong game He's doing too much he's burning bridges And Joe is basically like Shut the fuck up just because I'm not like you And I'm gonna stay somewhere where they are not Paying me my worth because you know the Breakfast Club really saved Paul 105.1 and made it what it is. Um, They are the pioneers of the network, if you ask me. They created the network and made it as big as it is. But they don't get paid their worth. They don't renegotiate their contract. They aren't getting paid as much as other people, which is why Charlamagne made his YouTube channel, because he's trying to branch off. So basically, Joe Budden was like, just because you're not doing what you should do for yourself don't mean I'm going to sit there and, you know, be like you. So Joe Budden spoke on how he spoke to MB. he see why NB stand because he has a family he's playing a safe game but all in all I just feel like it's a misunderstanding I feel like Charlamagne should have never commented on why Joe is leaving Spotify I actually commend Joe Button for leaving Spotify because he's not only helping himself but he's helping other black creators know their worth and get paid their worth so shout outs to Joe Button. I'm definitely giving him the W in this beef and whoo child that was a lot I just want to move on, so shout out to Joe Budden, and you're getting a W in the case versus Joe Button versus Charlamagne. Spotify. Spotify, pay the black creators, y'all. Come on, don't nobody got time to be fucking around with the fuck around Um, We are now going to move on to my next segment, which is reality bites. As you guys know, a lot of the reality shows aren't filming due to Coronisha and them being in states like Atlanta and Virginia and other places like that in California that have high corona rates, they're not filming. However, comma, Real Housewives of Potomac is still filming. Um, This week's episode was a very fun episode. We had um, the girls go to Monique Lakehouse where Giselle was throwing plenty of shade at Monique's lake house, saying it's in the middle of nowhere. And I was just sitting here like, duh, you stupid ass. A lake is the middle of nowhere. Do you want to see a lake in the motherfucking middle of the city? Like, I just felt like Giselle is such a hater. She's always hating on these fucking women. I don't know why they want to even be her friend and kiss her ass. In this episode, we have, um... We also see Candace saying she don't know if she wanted to go on the trip, but she wound up going because her husband said, you only have beef with Monique, you don't have beef with everybody else. Um... This episode was a funny episode. We had T'Challa the bird attacking um, poor Dr. Wendy Osceo. We had Wendy Osefo and um, um, what's the girl name? Ashley, the one I don't like getting into an argument because I don't know why Ashley brought her kid to a girls' trip. I personally hate it when people bring their kids, like little little kids. ...to trips or like their significant others... ...where it's just like all the friends like... ...if it's all the friends don't bring your kid... ...don't bring your um significant other... ...just have fun like... ...so I got where Dr. Wendy was coming from... ...and I felt like all the other girls tried to gang up on her... ...um... <coughs> ...oh the child of Corona... ...um the big thing of the issue was that... ...um the big meat and potatoes of the show... ...the big issue of the show was that... ...in the last... ...the closing, epi- closing minutes of the episode... Candace got a text from her homegirl saying that Michael Darby was in a club Saying that he has a wife and a boyfriend and he was chilling with strippers and throwing money If you guys don't know Michael Darby is Ashley Darby's husband from the show She's one of the main cast members. He always cheating on his girl He always doing something and I just feel so bad for Ashley But I don't cuz this is her karma cuz she's a mean girl Um. (coughs) But I just want to say Shout out to the Real Housewives of Potomac. Next week definitely is going to look more interesting. Shout out to them for keeping reality TV going. They are the only reality TV show on right now, but they are bringing it. They've only had five episodes, and those five episodes are way more interesting than the whole last season of Atlanta and the whole and all the other white girls. I'm not gonna to lie to you, the white girls, the white um housewives just don't be bringing it. But yes, we're gonna move on. To my favorite segment and my next segment, which is called You Won't Believe This. Where we talk about all the drama and all the stuff going on in the culture. The culture, baby. So, basically, if you guys don't know, R. Kelly was jumped in prison and um, potentially stabbed. And now his lawyers are trying to get him released. They already tried to get him released because of COVID-19. Saying that he was high risk of catching COVID-19 and he has even caught COVID-19. Now sources are saying that the whole fight and fake stabbing was staged. Saying that R. Kelly is just plotting to get out because he know he can't handle prison and he feel like he's gonna actually lose the case. My thoughts and feelings on this is that R. Kelly, you're done for. They're hitting you with a whole Rico charge. Um, you were doing the most. You were sexualizing and sexually assaulting these young black women. You had ties to the police department. You have people protecting you, and I just feel like you reap what you sow, R. Kelly, and it is what it is. They are not letting you out. The judges not letting him out, and I just feel like there's no amount of trickery you could do to get you out. You need to while you in jail, sit down, open a book, and learn how to motherfucking read because you are too old to not know how to read, Robert. And yeah, that's that on that. You reap what the mug mother- well, you reap what you sow. That's it. That's all. Um. And next, we have something that I wanted to talk about. Tim Norman was from Sweetie Pies, which is the show on own with Miss Robbie and her restaurant that she runs with her family. Tim Norman from Sweetie Pies was arraigned. Um, he was arrested for arranging his nephew's murder, Andre, and he killed his nephew so that he could receive the um life insurance money for twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> like, that's not even enough money to kill somebody for me. Like. I just feel like, who does this? Black people, we don't do this. We don't go killing people for the life insurance. Like, I just feel like this is some Lifetime movie shit. And I feel like Jennifer Williams warned us. A lot of people were saying that she was being dramatic and trying to have the storyline and this, that, and the third. You got Tacky Tammy making fun of her saying that man ain't crazy and he was a nice guy. You never know who people really are. Like, you could know somebody... But just be if you're not in a relationship, you don't know them, know them, okay? Being in a relationship with somebody and being somebody's friend is two very different things. And Jennifer did warn us, she did get a restraining order on him. And I hope him and that stripper that arranged that murder get lifetime a lifetime in jail. And I just feel so bad for Miss Robbie. Because not only did she lose her grandson, she just lost her son. So shout out to Miss Robbie and Tim, you could burn in hell, bitch, for that with gasoline drawers on. Next up, we have Latoya Luckett revealed in an interview that there was a time after leaving Destiny's Child where she hit rock bottom. She was sleeping in her car. Um, She was eating oodles and noodles. She was um, hopping from hotel to hotel, staying for nights. And she also admitted that once once she started praying, she got her first um, big um, break in the play Preacher's Kid. And she met Tank and they... Recorded her first album with the money she made from Preacher's Kit and she got her platinum single torn. And that just sucks to me because if you guys don't know, Matthew knows did them dirty. Latoya and Latavia, he kicked them off the tour bus because he didn't want their parents on. He didn't approve of them dating the members from Jagged Edge. And he was stealing their money. Like, he was even stealing Beyonce money, I believe, at the time. That's why she fired him. And I just feel like, I'm gonna say allegedly, but I just feel like. People reap what they sow, and that's why no good is gonna come to Matthew Knowles. And he got this new baby, and I know that girl gonna take him for child support. Um, and I just love Latoya Lucky, like, she gives me such a good spirit, a good energy. She's very optimistic and very beautiful. But we're gonna move on to and other news about Latoya. Her husband Tommy was allegedly creeping around on her with a woman while she was pregnant. This woman is now shopping around videos. images of him and her in sexual positions I mean, um, yeah, in sexual positions and trying to just blackmail him and trying to put it on a blog and stuff like that and I just feel bad because this was all while Latoya was pregnant with their second child. I believe she still is pregnant and about to give birth. She might be nine months and I just feel like this is really sad and touching and I feel like Tommy tries to present off this good man act on TV but it was something off with them. like the way he talks to her is not a way that somebody love you or talk to you and I chalked it up to sometimes people just don't be in a mood but it just came off really nasty and I just didn't like that um, and I know Karma is going to bite his ass because she, he wanted this child from her so bad and she wasn't ready and she still gave him the child she still compromised and that just goes to show you could be a good ass person and people are still gonna dog you the fuck out. Um next we have Masika Kalisha was fired from a new show. She was working on called Double Cross because she went on IG in a live video stripped naked, well in underwear and bruised up claiming she was kidnapped and the only way they would let her go is if she paid if they if the fans paid for her only fans. Now I just want to start this off by saying Domestic violence is not a joke Domestic violence is nothing to play with And I want to say um, Masika know better She too fucking old to be stu- doing stupid shit like that And I feel like she should be fired from her shoulder There should be repercussions But I want to touch on this Mona Scott Young Mona Scott Young pay these motherfucking people I don't know why all the loving hip hop people is on OnlyFans showing their ass they pussy they pussy and all of that I feel like Mona you need to pay these people clearly you're not cause they run into OnlyFans they trying to do soft porn they just being nasty and raunchy and I feel like we don't want to see this Mona like give them their residuals or something play loving hip hop on TV or something because this is too much you got Masika out here pretending she was kidnapped, which is fucking foolish. And you got Zell Swag out here naked. You got um Suki with the good coochie, spreading the low, laying it wide. You got all the loving hip-hop stars. Prince, fucking Mariah Lynn. Everybody up there being naked. And I just feel like, Mona, you the problem. You gotta be the problem. You the only thing all these motherfuckers have in common. Run them their checks, Mona. Um, that's that on that. Also, we have... On FOXO, Claudia admits that her ex, Medina Islam, who is now with Phaedra on Marriage Boot Camp, abused her physically. And he went on to deny it, but she posted receipts. He then posted receipts, but it was still her receipts. He tried to twist it. Then his brother came out saying that he also abused her and her ex-girlfriend came out saying that he abused her. So I just want to say that I definitely believe Claudia. I always go with the women off GP. But I believe Claudia because she always been a 100. She always kept it real. She doesn't need to look for clout because she has clout. Um, And I just feel like she always been an upfront and honest person. And I feel like not all black men are like this. So we're not going to crucify all black men. But we need to get it together, y'all. No man should be putting his hand on a woman. And no woman should be putting her hand on a man. And people just need to keep their they hands to themselves and just love on each other, okay. Um, next, we have Tahiri so recently did an interview, another domestic violence case, saying that when she left Joe Biden, Joe Budden, her ribs were broke and she suffered a broken nose and more facial in- injuries. Now, what I want to say on this is Joe Budden re- responded, and he said that she's lying, she's chasing clout why say this now if it was true and basically um, he said that she, he never put hands on her somebody else did I just want to say I kind of don't believe I always believe the woman I'm team woman but I do not believe Tahiri because she has shown violent tendencies in the past with, in relationships even with the relationship with Joe she um is very physical and handsy herself two she was still in communication with Joe friending up with Joe went on the show with Joe Still flirting with Joe Budden. I don't feel like that he did this to her. And that's my real opinion. Even though I do believe the women. But Tahiri has shown toxic behavior before in the past. And I just feel like. I don't feel like he did this to her. I'm sorry. And I know it may sound a little fucked up. But I'm going based off of. How she is. How they was. And she still was trying to be around him. Still trying to date this man. 10 years later guys. But I'm going to go on to a different um subject before it gets too heavy and dark in here. Toni Braxton admits that she regrets not having as much sex as she could have in the past because of her religious upbringing. And that's why I just want to say, Toni, you bugging the fuck out. I'm not going to stop doing what I want to do because of no church, Toni, okay? And I, that's a part of the reason why I don't want to be, like, well, not don't want to be in a relationship too young, but I don't want to be lockdown too young or in a religious type situation because you don't want to get old and you only been in one relationship and you like damn i'm missing out or i ain't do this and i wish i did that and i just feel like tony you ain't that old where you can't make up for it you need to go out there and spread it low and lay it wide and grind on something and you and Birdman, if y'all still together do some threesomes spice it up and yeah that's that one, Zach. Um, now, y'all, we are at the main event of the show, guys, something that I really wanted to talk about, which is the Brandy versus Monica battle. The versus battle everybody's been waiting for. The R&B smackdown between the two legends. I shall, R&B legends, I shall say. Um, now, let's just do a rundown. I'm gonna start with Kamala Harris coming on the live, trying to start up the video. and That just made me cringe so bad because now we gonna have to deal with Kamala Harris trying to make up for her um prosecution record and locking up all these black men so now she gonna be team sister girl and she gonna be trying to be so pro-black and I'm your home girl Kamala. But it's like girl you don't have to do that because we're already gonna vote for you even though we don't want to because you're a piece of shit, we're gonna vote for you because we rather you be a piece of shit than that orange motherfucker be a piece of shit. Um, next, let's get into the fashion. Before we get into anything else, let's get into the fashions. I want to say, I like Monica's outfit from afar, sitting down. It was very cute, very Fendi, very much a fashion moment. Um, I like the hat, I love the bob. Only thing I did not like on Monica was the pants up close. Up close, they wasn't cute. Cause you know, certain outfits look cute standing up, certain outfits look cute sitting down. That definitely was a sitting down outfit. However, her waist was snatched, and it was a complete look, y'all. It was a complete look from head to toe. And you know, Monica is that fashion girl. So shout out to Monica in that Fendi outfit. Next, I want to get to Moisha Norwood. I mean, Moisha Mitchell. Brandy's outfit—it was very her, very her aesthetic. So I'm gonna give her kudos on that. But I did not like the oversized jacket with the oversized jean, and then that ugly ass kitten heel sandal, which was very much giving me Jesus walks. Um, when I gotta say, I don't um, I didn't like it. Like Monica was giving me fashion model, and then Brandy was over there giving me very boho chic, giving me Shelly Ann. She was looking real Jamaican. I did not like what Brandy was bringing to the show I didn't like it at all um she could have done way better cuz Brandy had some fashionable moments even current Brandy and I just feel like she let us down now when it comes to how I was feeling while watching the battle I felt very happy because I love R&B music I love music from the 90s I love 2000s music I felt like at home I felt very enriched my spirit felt enriched I felt like it was a celebration of not only R&B, but it was a celebration of blackness. I love seeing all the black celebrities in the comments. I love that they hit 1.2 million views breaking the record. Um, I love that it seemed like a celebration and just, it was very much enriched with like black musical history and moments and stuff like that and black artistry. I definitely love that. And I felt like it was a shine on two black women and how amazing black women are first of all let's get into that um now when it comes to the mess of who i felt like won i definitely felt like the boy is monica i felt like monica had that first whole half of that battle except for when brandy did um baby 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 don't you know and then i feel like the first round when Monica did the ballad, to me, I feel like it could go either way, depending on if you like the fast song or the ballad. But I would give it to Monica, cause I love that song by Monica. Um, the yeah everything to me. Whoa. I love that song. Um, so I would say Monica won the whole first half. When you get to the second half, Brandy definitely came out swinging, but Monica still took sideline hole. Monica took that um round where Brandy did that song with Daniel Caesar, cause people don't know that. Um, the song with Brandy Did He Is Monica took that round too Like it was just so many rounds Brandy gave up By doing songs That she liked personally That is why Monica really won This battle for me Cause she did the commercial song Monica knew to pull out Her biggest hits In commercial songs Cause she was going Against a commercial artist Cause Monica do have Way more songs Than what she did In hood songs But she did Let me do the songs People know Um And then Brandy did How How That shit and then Monica did Angel of Mine, and Monica tore her ass up, okay? I definitely feel like Monica took that last round as well. Um Some of the most memorable moments from this was the shade, okay? I peeped the shade where Brandy was like, We a team, and Monica was like, no the hell we ain't. We ain't no motherfucking team, girl. I don't like you like that. Or when Brandy was like, we going on tour, and Monica was like, hold on, we just got here. But a lot of people was catching Monica Shade, but they wasn't catching Brandy Shade. Like, Brandy was being shady when she was like, oh, I see you got good with backgrounds. So you are now implying that she wasn't good with backgrounds before Brandy. And then Brandy was also being shady. She was like, oh, you just came out. That's why you wasn't on the soundtrack. Like, you just came out. Like It was a lot of moments. I feel like Monica just get caught out for a shade because she's more direct. And Brandy's a sneak shader, like, and try to cover it with humor. And I just feel like... Hopefully it was shady and they made a good show. They probably really do like each other, but it's gonna be shade. You know when you get with your girl that you wasn't speaking to for a while. It still could be shade, but it could be fun shade. Happy shade. Like shady. Um Da 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 Another memorable moments was um What was a memorable moment? Moesha kept pulling out them damn poems like she was at um and Dell's den. Like, I was getting tired of her pulling out them fucking poems. Monica was getting tired of her. Um, Ray J was there acting up, trying to get his five seconds of fame. You know him. Whenever there's a chance for him to ride Brandy Coatel, he will. Ray J loves a camera in a moment. Um Also Brandy Shady ass saying only reason Monica did it was because of Missy. No, Monica did it because of her fans. And she wanted to thrash your ass like she did. So shout outs to Monica denise arnold for winning that battle um should the shade of the world oh a lot of people saying they should go on tour and i definitely feel like it would definitely be good for the culture because i definitely feel like together they could sell out the arena like i don't see any one of them in this current time selling out an arena by itself because you have big artists like cardi b right now who's one of the biggest artists she could barely sell out an arena and it's hard for her with ticket sales allegedly i don't see them doing it Without each other, so I wouldn't mind them going on a tour. But my personal opinion is we did this and that's it. Like, let's just stick and move. We did the one, let's move on. Monica, I feel like personally, Monica doesn't want to be tied to Brandy anymore. Like, I feel like whenever you mention one, you have to mention the other. And I feel like Monica is tired of that shit. And so am I. All in all, this was the best versus battle. Monica did wax that ass. And it was just a celebration and shout out to both of them shout out to both of the camps shout out to their teams lady make that money ladies i love both of them um yes and we're gonna move on because we've been going on for hours um we're we are down to my last two segments and what i like to do is give somebody mvp of the week and weirdo of the week and we're gonna start off with the weirdo of this week my first weirdo of the week is going to because it's two of y'all Marcus Houston for marrying a 19-year-old when you is 45 years old, somewhere around that. I don't like that and that is giving me pedophile vibes. And it's just nasty. My second widow of the week is going to Masika for faking that she was kidnapped and that the only way to get her back was to subscribe to our OnlyFans. You are a widow for that, and anyone that subscribed to that shit is a widow as well. Um And they could both go to hell this week. I didn't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Maybe Masika can come back from hell next week. But Marcus, you can stay there. Um, MVP of the week, however. Which is where we shout out somebody for being great. Being excellent and just doing a damn thing. I want to give my first MVP of the week to Monica and Brandy. For having a wonderful celebration of R&B music. Of black artistry. Of black women coming together. And breaking records. I want to shout them two out. Um, I also want to give The next MVP of the week To Tyler Perry For becoming a billionaire this week Shout outs to Tyler Perry And all that black wealth And continuing to spread it To other people And give other people opportunities Say what you want about Tyler Perry movies And how he does everything on his own Shout outs to him for Putting black actors and actresses on And just being that guy And giving everybody chances and opportunities We appreciate you Tyler Perry We love you Tyler Perry and or you are amazing you are a king and just keep shining tyler perry um that's it for this week guys that's the end of my show it was lovely talking to y'all if you guys don't follow me make sure you guys follow me on instagram at underscore rashamel that is underscore r-a-s-h-a-m-e-l make sure you guys click the link under this video and subscribe to my youtube channel um what else is it to do make sure y'all tune in every motherfucking week y'all because this is my 30th motherfucking show and i'm gonna do 70 more episodes and i'm gonna keep going keep going until i'm on a motherfucking radio y'all and i'm gonna keep cursing until i'm on a motherfucking radio so i just want to say thank you guys for listening i love all of you guys i love everybody that's been a part of my show and until next week motherfuckers we out okay peace bitches